All right, Wrestling With Theology fans, it is time for Pro Wrestling America. Coming to you this 2nd of June from Renaissance Coliseum on the campus of Bradley University in Peoria, Illinois. Some exciting news going on here. First, for the roster, Jesse James Armstrong has signed an almost two-year contract extension to be wrestling with the PWA into March of 2023. But as we get to this card, we are having the big news. At the beginning of the card, I announce a new singles title that has come into play, the Illinois heavyweight title. We brought this about because we now, with the re- adjusting, getting, uh, losing Ohio and Indianapolis, that we now have six arenas in the state of Illinois, four podcast cards, two house shows that make Illinois the most wrestled in state in PWA. So what we have done is we have set up this massive tournament. It's one I've done before in previous fantasy wrestling organizations where it is a 12-man round-robin tournament to crown the first Illinois heavyweight champion. But to talk about the contention for this title, the contention for the Illinois heavyweight title is based on win-loss ratio in the state of Illinois. So another part of the rankings is simply the win-losses like in baseball, basketball, all the other sports in the state of Illinois, beginning with last week's card in Champaign. So then whoever has the best record in the state of Illinois is automatically the number one contender. And this also will allow for some jockeying of positions to try to get to a better position so that eventually the Illinois title could be defended against them. So that's the way we're going to do it. Today's card, 14 big matches, two title matches, and then the 12 qualifying matches to bring about the 12-man round-robin tournament that will begin in earnest in July, the next time we are in Chicago. So here we are, getting getting ready for the card in Peoria, we go back to last Friday night. Bloomington, Illinois, Maven defeated Brickhouse Brown. Bobo Brazil defeated Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels. Buzz Sawyer and Greg Kabuki fought to a time limit draw. PG-13 defeated Honky Tonk Man and Gentleman Chris Adams by disqualification when the Nightmares attacked them. And then Austin Idol defeated Billy Gunn. What was going on with this house show? Why did the Nightmares attack? Because I forgot to have them attack at the card in Champagne. So now we've got the unveiling of the Nightmares as the replacements for the State Patrol. So the next night we have that feud starting up. May 29th, Springfield, Illinois. Ken Wayne defeated Wolfie D. Danny Davis defeated J.C. Ice. So both Nightmares get wins over both members of PG-13. Iron Mike Sharp defeated Brett Wade and Sawyer. Great Muda defeated Raven. Kurt Henning defeated David Von Erich, beginning the idea of this feud for the summer. And then Jesse James Armstrong defeated Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert. And in the main event, Iceman King Parsons defeated Terry Funk. 
So a lot of jockeying in the standings and rankings in the PWA there. But all getting ready for tonight's card. All 14 matches. Big time matches. So when I gathered these 24 guys together for the qualifying matches, I took away all the other champions and anybody involved in the championship matches for the evening. So Undertaker as the world heavyweight champion was out. Gold Dust as the American heavyweight champion was out. Dirty Dutch Mantel as the television champion was out. But then also Rick Rude, who is challenging for the world heavyweight title tonight. And Brickhouse Brown, whose, tele- whose television title shot is tonight. For qualifying spots in this deadly dozen tournament, as I'm calling it. All right, so the first match on the card tonight, Billy Gunn versus Brett Wayne Sawyer. And this is your typical squash match featuring... Brett Sawyer. Brett has some good moments. I do give him a bit of a push, but he is primarily there like Iron Mike Sharp, like even PG-13 in the Nightmares in singles action as kind of just enhancement talent foils for the guys going forward. So Billy Gunn handily wins this match in a time of 8 minutes, 3 seconds with the Famouser. Now, all these qualifying matches all have a 10-minute time limit to get them all into the timing of the card. The next match had Jerry the King Lawler facing off against Jushin Thunder Liger. And this had all the billings that if we had a 30-minute time limit, could have been great. But 10-minute time limit, things going rather handily. Jerry Lawler picks up the win in kind of a shocker in a time of 4 minutes 11 seconds with the pile driver after Liger had missed a huge senton splash off the turnbuckle. The next qualifying match had Great Kambuki facing off against the Honky Tonk Man. And this was a great battle. And what you would have seen had these two guys gotten together and wrestled in the 80s on a TV match. You would have... Iron Mike Sharp facing off against Gentleman Chris Adams. Again, Iron Mike Sharp typically used as enhancement talent foil for the greater guys, and Chris Adams having been in the tournament final for the world heavyweight title. Chris Adams wins this match with the super kick in a time of 4 minutes, 29 seconds, leaving Iron Mike Sharp whining in the ring. The next match. Two guys from the world title division. Bobo Brazil facing off against Kurt Henning. And this was a good match, but Kurt was simply just outsized by Bobo, and eventually Bobo Brazil gets the win in a time of 4 minutes, 40 seconds, with a vicious headbutt. The next couple of matches go a little bit further. They are a little bit longer and a little bit more back and forth. First one is Jimmy Golden facing off against Nightmare Ken Wayne. And these two guys brawled inside, outside of the ring. But Ken Wayne manages to get the win over Jimmy to the turnbuckle where Wayne was and their heads collided. Wayne just fell on top of Golden to get the pin. 
Next match, another brawl that went on. Rasta the Voodoo Man versus Buzz Sawyer. And Buzz Sawyer does handily win this match. It's after about the five-minute mark. There's no question in most anybody's mind that Buzz is going to win this match. Because, again, Rasta is there as just kind of a foil to help enhance guys going on. So Buzz Sawyer gets the win in a time of seven minutes, 14 seconds. So having roughly half of the qualifying matches done, we put in the television title match, Dirty Dutch Mantel defending the title against Brickhouse Brown. 15-minute time limit for this, as with all the television title matches. And you have these two just tearing into each other. From last week, it was still just blood being poured out as both men get busted open in this match. But Dutch Mantel does manage to keep the television title after hitting Brickhouse Brown over the head with the title belt behind the referee's back in a time of 11 minutes, 7 seconds. Your winner and still television champion, Dirty Dutch Mantel. And now we go back to the qualifying matches for the Deadly Dozen tournament. And this next one was a sight to behold as you had Steve Carino facing off against Nightmare Danny Davis. And again, normally Danny Davis would just be seen as a foil to help enhance Carino. And typically, yes, and that's basically what he did. But the match stretched out to almost the entire 10-minute time limit as Steve Carino is finally able to put Danny Davis away at 9 minutes 5 seconds after a vicious brain buster. Your next match had Jesse James Armstrong, the former American heavyweight champion, facing off against Chris Candido. And this was just a violent match from the beginning. Chris Candido actually picks up a quick victory over Jesse James Armstrong after slamming Armstrong's head into the ring post very early on in the brawl. The next one has Stone Cold Steve Austin, former world heavyweight champion against one half of the former world tag team champions, Special Delivery Jones. And this match is not going to go anywhere because Special Delivery Jones is another guy, great and wonderful worker back in the 70s and 80s, but he was never pushed anywhere by Vince. And so, again... He does get a push here, but Austin still wins the match in a time of 5 minutes, 34 seconds with the stunner. The final two of these matches are the ones that have the most impact on this whole tournament. David Von Erich facing off against Iceman King Parsons, continuing this feud between the new world tag team champions and the American tag team champions. And this match is another one that almost goes the entire time limit with David getting the claw on Iceman numerous times, but Iceman always being able to kick out of it when he was forced down to the mat. Eventually, Iceman actually picks up the win with the butt thump as he pushes David into Mantell, who's standing on the ring apron. Their heads collide, and Parsons is able to roll him up to get the win in a time of 9 minutes, 13 seconds. 
the last of the qualifying matches to fill that 12th spot. You have fallen angel Christopher Daniels facing off against former world heavyweight champion Austin Heidel. And this was a great match. And these two guys would have an amazing feud between the two of them and might actually still have one in the future in PWA. I'll have to see what I've got planned for Christopher Daniels because I know I have a couple of things. But these two battle. Idol tries to get Daniels into the Las Vegas leg lock, but Daniels kicks him off into the turnbuckle, drops him with a Death Valley driver before hitting the best moonsault ever to pick up the pin in a time of 6 minutes, 49 seconds. So your 12 men in the Deadly Dozen tournament for the Illinois Heavyweight Championship are Billy Gunn, Jerry the King Lawler, Honky Tonk Man, Gentleman Chris Adams, Bobo Brazil, Nightmare Ken Wayne, Buzz Sawyer, Steve Carino, Chris Candido, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Iceman King Parsons, and Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels. This is going to be an awesome tournament to look at. And we will get to that next month as we come back to Chicago, starting off in Wintrust Arena at the beginning of July. So as we circle back around through the circuit, we'll build up to those matches. But the main event of the night, world heavyweight title on the line, Undertaker defending against Ravishing Rick Rude. After all the short matches, the crowd popped when the ring announcer said this was a one-hour time limit match. And these two guys had a wonderful match. Rude even got the Undertaker down with the Rude Awakening. But Undertaker sat right back up. And the two battled back and forth for 20 minutes, but eventually Undertaker went old school on Rick Rude, then dropped him with the Tombstone Piledriver to retain his World Heavyweight title in a time of 21 minutes, 17 seconds. Your winner and still World Heavyweight Champion, The Undertaker. So now, the whole card here tonight has been basically just building around and enhancing promotion of the Illinois heavyweight title. And as I said, that will go on starting up in July. So we still have a few weeks as we go in through Iowa and the Dakotas and Minnesota before we get back to Chicago again to start that tournament. But what is going to happen between these 12 guys? Could there be some other guys who say, hey, I want to challenge you for your spot in the tournament? could happen. And I could see like Rick Root not having won the world heavyweight title or even Brickhouse Brown having not won the television title, possibly making those challenges. Will I accept them? Will I not? You'll have to find out later on as those things come up. But until then, this is Southern Dynamite Doug Minton, promoter of Pro Wrestling America, thanking you for listening to the podcast, encouraging you to listen to the theological side as well, the confessional corners on Mondays, the digging deeper on Thursdays, 
to help you wrestle with theology this week and always. Amen.